Rivermap Radio is a student-created and student-executed production of OCOM Student Media. This show was made possible through the support of the OCOM Student Association, OCOM faculty and staff, and with the participation of student volunteers. Welcome to Rivermap Radio. I am your host, Travis Cunningham. Today, our producer, Travis Kern, is with me. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. So our interview today is with an extra special guest and faculty member at OCOM, Dr. Liu Gohui. Dr. Liu graduated from Chengdu University of Traditional Chinese Medicine more than 30 years ago. In his career, he has served as clinician, lecturer, professor, and esteemed colleague in Asia, Europe, and the United States. He has published numerous articles and scholarly papers on a variety of Chinese medicine topics, and has even published several books the most recent of which is a complete translation and commentary on the Chinese classic, the Shang Han Lun, published by Singing Dragon Press. On a personal level, as a student of this medicine, it can be difficult in the beginning to take theoretical concepts and translate them into something that's tangible. With Dr. Liu, you can feel the reality of the medicine in his lectures and in his stories. He's able to take something that is at first completely obscure and turn it into something that we all know and have experienced in our own lives. In the interview you are about to hear, Dr. Liu does just that with the concept of the river map, which inspired the name of our show. Yeah, so Dr. Liu was gracious enough to talk about the river map and a host of other topics Not just one time, uh, but twice, in fact, because of some technical difficulties in our first recording. In fact, we spent more than an hour with Dr. Liu in our first recording (laughs) at his clinic, and we recorded mounds of wisdom and beautiful gems of insight, and then we're basically able to use none of it because of a screeching whine and a terrible drone in the background of our recording. Yeah, it really was. Um, But... Dr. Liu was unbelievably accommodating in finding a second time for us to record. And we sat down kind of with the intention to recover that material. And in fact, we ended up with an interview that was, I think, more impressive, more more deep, with more profound insight than we had even in the first one. Um, So, you know, it's been, we were really lucky to be able to do that. And so we just want to say thanks one more time to Dr. Liu. And now let's go over to the interview. Let's do it. Dr. Liu, here we are trying again to (laughs) record and talk to you about the river map. Thank you very much for agreeing to be here. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, let's turn it over to Travis. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, we want to say it's an honor to be speaking with you, uh, Dr. Liu. Um, Dr. Liu is very famous in the OCOM halls for um, his knowledge of Chinese herbalism and um, so and in the first class of the class that that Travis and I took with you um, you told us the story of the river map which Mm -hmm. has inspired the name of the podcast actually 
And for those people who don't know what the river map is or what it looks like, the icon that we have mm-hmm. um, on the uh, for the podcast is on the website, and it just looks like a bunch of dots that are um, kind of sequentially placed. So what is what is the river map? What does that mean? Um, how does it relate to Chinese medicine? Uh, river map, it is the first uh, philosophical diagram recorded in the Chinese history. It's not only, you know, it has not only put the basis for Chinese medicine, but also Chinese culture as well. And uh, this uh, map, uh, there are many stories about this map, how the people found it. But uh, in general, people agree this map was uh, founded by uh, one of the king called the Fuxi in ancient time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one day, uh, this king sitting, sitting on the bank of the Yellow River, and uh, he watched the one you know, turtle swimming on the surface of the river. And uh, he noticed there are some dots on the bank of this uh, turtle. And uh, then, then he recorded the starts, and uh, this is the first uh, river map. But uh, later on, and uh, the people have uh, started this river map. For, uh, for example, the Fuxi have started this river map and have developed this uh, trigram. Mm-hmm. So in other words, this river map first uh, talk about uh, the relationship between yin and yang, uh, particularly according to the season change. Uh, each set of the dots contains of the yin and yang. And uh, this yin and yang is not absolutely equivalent to each other. Each set of the dots, they have the relative imbalance there. But it is this imbalance makes this uh, river map change according to the clockwise change the, the weather. For, exa- for example, in the north side, it's a one to six, mm-hmm. and uh, which indicates the condition of the winter. The winter. Yeah, winter have the much more yin, but have the one yang. If the computer is the yin, okay, there's no movement towards the spring. And it is this uh, one yang, which is uh, very strong, to yeah, it is a hiding, lurking, but it's uh, very strong, make the yang to grow in. Even there is a six yin. Six yin and one yang. Yeah. So this is the kidney we are born in this way. We have a much more yin than yang. This is the water element. Wa- water elements, yeah. yes. And so this is a set. This is a thoughts have a set up the basic foundation for the what called the fire spirit spiritual school, mm-hmm. which you pay much attention to the yang qi in the theory and the clinical practice, and in the Nanjing chapter three to the yang qi as well. They said the yang qi like the sun in the sky. If we don't have the sun in the sky, and uh, this is, will be the pure in uni- this universe. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. If we only have the yin without the 
young, this is a dead body. When the people die, it, it, you know, the body become cold. There's a low temperature at all. Right. So the river map has four sides to it. It's mm-hmm. in the shape of a square, right? Mm-hmm. But it's at the center. And then there's the center, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's actually how you introduced the concept to us in class is mm-hmm. you asked the question, why is earth in the center? And then yeah. you said the river map can tell us, and then you told us the story of the river map. Yes. Right? The earth's elements is uh, so important because uh, when we look at it, uh, this uh, number five, which is the basic uh, number of the earth, without this earth, every other element cannot be matured. For example, we just mentioned the water element. If we only have the one, which is the young, and then this water cannot be matured, it becomes uh, six. So six minus one will be five. So Mm -hmm. that's the five. Mm -hmm. So for the wood, too, three and eight, three plus five, eight. Right, so So, they all have that five. So so each element must have the five. In other words, each eminent must have the earth to play important role, make this uh, elements healthy, growing healthily. Mm. And that's the complete cycle of an element, too, yeah, right? Yeah, there's a complete. So from water, it would be one to six, mm-hmm. and that would be the complete cycle. Right. So um, so there are, there are four sides to the square, and then there's mm-hmm. earth, which is in the middle. Mm-hmm. And earth is important because... Um, each of the numbers on the side, the numbers mm-hmm. of the yin and the yang, mm-hmm. those dots, the dots yeah. that represent that, mm-hmm. there's always five in between those two. So right. like water has one and six, mm-hmm. wood, you said, has three and eight, right. and so forth around the mm-hmm. circle. Mm-hmm. So how is, this, um, how is this used, how is it applied to Chinese medicine? How can we use that in Chinese medicine? Yeah, for example, you have noticed after you start Chinese medicine, uh, mainly formula contains the gansau. Right, gansau, yeah. Which is a sweet, Licorice. which you can tonify the spleen, stomach, mm-hmm. which is earth element. Yeah. It said that the gansau can harmonize right. the formula. So no matter what function of the formula would be, tonified the kidney or regulate the liver chi or subdue the heart fire or the nourish the yin for the nun, without this sweet, hmm. they cannot perform. Hmm. It's a, we need this sweet brings their function back to normal. Right. This is the one. Another one. When you started the Chinese medical history in the early twenty and in, in early twelfth centuries, there is a one school called the Earth Element School, mm-hmm. which pay attention to the spring and the stump very much, and the, they hold the spring stump accountable for many di- disorders in the clinically. It is very successful. Right. But in the clinic, we still need that today. For example, when you treat the patient, uh, no matter what disease would be, if the patient cannot uh, take your herbs, cannot process, digest the herbs, right. how can your herbs uh, play the role in the process of the healing? Right. If the earth, is, yeah. So in Chinese medicine, the earth element is the primary one we think of involved with digestion, mm-hmm. and so. Um, 
yeah, if your digestion isn't good, then you can't process any of the herbs. You right. can't work on anything yeah. else. Mm -hmm. So it's very central in that sense to the medicine. Right. right. Yeah. I think that this part uh, also important to treat many difficult diseases. For example, cancer. Mm -hmm. After chemotherapy, many people experience the digestive problem like the nausea, mm -hmm. poor appetite, mm -hmm. diarrhea. So in order to help the patient recover or stand for the continuing chemotherapy, many people come to the chance medicine for help. But first, you have to work on the, their digestive problem for improving their anemia. So in the chance medicine, we said the spleen and stomach is the source of qi and blood production. If you don't pay attention to the, this uh, earth elements, uh, how can you improve the, this uh, or, or treat this uh, anemia? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Dr. Liu, what's, I'm always curious to hear the story of how they got interested in the medicine. When we mm -hmm. interviewed you the first time, you told us about getting into Chinese medicine mm -hmm. and uh, with kind of with your father's uh -huh. um, approval. Do you want to tell people about that? Yeah, actually, I grew up in this uh, uh, family which has uh, this uh, lineage of the Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. uh, my father has practiced Chinese medicine for more than 30 years. Actually, the, he was first, not first uh, doing Chinese medicine, but he has started the Chinese medicine from his uncle for the just preserve the health by the, himself. Mm -hmm. But then after 1949, and he lost a job, you know, the kind of the manager manager for the uh, sort company, mm -hmm. and uh, he had to pick up the, this uh, skill, and uh, he passed the entry examination in the province. Uh, which selected a good the doctor for further or for continued education in 1956. And, uh, he, and uh, he went to the Chinese Medicine School, which is a former school for the Chengdu University of Chinese Medicine. Oh, okay. In 1950, for the one-year training. Mm -hmm. And uh, he studied very hard, and uh, he got the, I think, the number two in the class for the grade, and he wow. was hired by the school. But the, after one year working there as a teacher, he found he, his voice, his energy is not good enough to be the faculty in the school, mm -hmm. and <laughs> he quit the job and go back to the, uh, my hometown, the Zigong City, which is the south of the Chengdu University of Chinese Medicine, and uh, practiced there until the 1980. And uh, so, so I, I grew up in this family. When, when I was young, I went to the, my doctor, my father's office. First, you smell the maxa, you know, you, you, you <laughs> uh, of course, you saw this, uh, this uh, cupping, you know, little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, this is the observation. I don't know what they are doing when I was very young, you know, four or five years old. Yeah. 
But uh, I first get in, uh, the taste of the herbs uh, is uh, from the, my mother's job. My mother worked in a, a dispensary to cook the herbs for the patient in the early 60s. At that time, many people suffer from the malnutrition, mm -hmm. edema due to the malnutrition because uh, Chinese people starving yeah. at that time. And of course, the people needed the tolics. They have a qi deficiency, blood deficiency, or yang okay. deficiency. Mm -hmm. So my, my mother cooked the food for the patient. Of course, we are starving too. Uh, we don't have enough food to eat. And then my, my, my mom said, you look at the herbs and then to choose what is the good taste you, hmm. you pick up. So for the then that's you know the after herbs after cooking, I first get the chance to get to know the Chinese herbs in terms of the, their shape, the taste. Of course, I pick up the many good tastes like the <laughs> goji, the uh -huh. dangui, shanyao, and the huangqi, many tonics. Uh -huh. Sure, uh -huh. sure. Uh, and the foods, of course, foods like taste like the potatoes, <laughs> and so. That's first. I don't know what function well, but I just want to put in a mouth to, to satisfy them. Yeah. yeah, to for them eat. Mm -hmm. But uh, later on, I, uh, at the age of twelve, my father tried to taught me, and uh, in a two way, one way he gave me the, some, you know, the book. Okay, remember some Chinese uh, formula like the. Uh, so I get to know that, the ingredients mm -hmm. and their function too. Another way is my father taught me is a Chinese poem, which is uh, uh, training my imagination. I think that this is a very important uh, to start the Chinese medicine hmm. because uh, Chinese medicine don't uh, take anything from the body to exam, rather they search the information on the surface, feel the pulse, look at the tongue, ask mm -hmm. the question. And uh, so you should put all this information and in your mind, imagine what happened in the body. Hmm. Of course, you first you, you should have an image what is the normal function of the body, what, what is the direction for the energy flow in mm. each organ. So you should have this uh, imagination in your, your mind. But the Chaisum poem, you know, learning Chaisum can train you this way. Right, yeah. And uh, during, that was, uh, during the Cultural Revolution, uh, school mostly closed. You don't, you don't have uh, too much study in the school. Right. And uh, so my father said, okay, here is a 300 poem written in the Tang Dynasty, which is a quite popular and famous copy in China. So I really appreciate my father gave me some so poetry. Yeah, poetry, and make me have the build my training, my this uh, imagination. Hmm. Did you did you know that he was training you for Chinese medicine, or that he was just giving you some poetry? Uh, no. I, I don't think so. He just gave me built my church culture. Of course, mm. when you study the church medicine, you need the culture background as mm. well. Do you think he knew that he was training you for Chinese medicine? Or you do, do you think... Um, I have no necessary? idea at that, 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 that time. Yeah. But in the 1977, 
when we passed the entry examination of a university in China, which was the first entry examination in ten years, wow. especially after Cultural Revolution. Right. Yeah. There is a millions of people want to get into the university, but the university is limited. The only four percent. Wow. People allowed, so it's uh, the entry examinations are quite competitive. Uh -huh. Of course, I mean I was very lucky. I passed the entry examination, and then I, I was told that you should choose the major, what major you want to start. Yeah. Okay. So then the, my my father come out said, okay, you have to choose the one. You have to choose Chinese medicine uh, because your father and your brother started the city planning. And if you don't choose the, the Chinese medicine, this family lineage will stop. Wow. Wow. So, so I selected the Chinese University of tra Traditional Chinese Medicine and the third, third, third. Uh, Your third pick. Yeah, yeah third yeah. the choice. Uh -huh. First, I want to start the chemistry, huh. and so, so finally, I was, uh, I was accepted by the Chinese University in. Uh, so I went there, started the four years, and then I was hired by university for one year, then I continued the graduate uh, st uh, study for another three years. And wow. uh, in the Chengdu University, at the end of the, my first year study for bachelor degree, I first part my, published my article about his Jing uh, Yao Lui. Mm. I think that's, that's really this is a text he's talking about, the Jingwei. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so this will probably be one of the reasons. Of course, my grade, I'm not the number one in uh, my, my, my class. We have 151 students in the class, but I'm, I'm in the top 10. Wow, and, we uh, we would expect nothing less after <laughs> be in the no, top ten. I don't want to number one <laughs> just to read the, go to the grade. I read a lot of the other other book, mm -hmm. including this philosophical this rumor mag, yeah. and the book of the change, you know, and Tao Te Ching, you know. I want to build the more ground yeah. of further study. So. The last time we we talked, you you mentioned studying very personally under somebody after you graduated from university. Yeah, right? Yes, I, I started for the master's degree with my mentor. Uh -huh. He is so famous to, to treat the spleen stomach disorders. Mm -hmm. Yes, my major to study the Chinese medicine in the master's program. Is a spring stomach disorder. Spring stomach. Yeah. So my mentor is Yuan Pingzhen. He is a quite famous in my province, and he will treat the 30, 40 patients in half days. You know, the wow. many people wow. come from the hundred miles away and uh, get the treatment from him. And uh, of course, he gave us a hard time. Of course, very tough training. So what what was that training like? What was it? Training like? is, uh, of course, entry examination is uh, very tough first. Right. Uh, entry examination was uh, you're supposed to learn by heart for the classics, especially Shanghai Nuan Jing Gui Yao Lui and the Wen Bin Tiao Bian, which is a major book for the Wen Patient Disease right. by the heart. 
by heart. That's wow. a, um, like the entire thing. Entire sentence under the wow. entry examination is very tough. And then you give you the sentence and take some words out. You are supposed to put it back in. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and we have students complaining about our finals. Yeah. Right? Right. Can you imagine <laughs> having to memorize, memorize the, whole, the whole thing? Yeah. The whole book. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah that is a, this is a part of the entry examination. Of course, there are many questions. Uh, we don't have. We don't have any multiple choice. That time. <laughs> right. Fill in the blank. No, no, yeah. all of the yeah. above. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Fill in the blank and the question which is very tough, and uh, you need to integrate the, the, this uh, some knowledge for the different book to answer this question. Um, I was very lucky. I was uh, number one. Wow. To pass this uh, entry examination in my class at that time. We only have we have the, about hundred fifty people attended mm -hmm. this uh, entry exam. Only accept seven students. So uh, the, for my major, uh, you know, so I got the ninety three score. Nice, very yeah, nice, very nice. So this is this is in the <laughs> late seventies, Doctor Liu, or eighty two. Eighty two. Okay. In eighty two. So during the that three years I studied with my mentor, he assigned the book. Mm -hmm. You have read every Thursday. I remember afternoon is our meeting time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thursday so afternoon. So you have a report, and uh, they will challenge you. Wow! And uh, we have half a days uh, get it together just uh, personally. Mm -hmm. Wow! And they will check what you have studied. They will question you. Of course, the hard, the tough part is in the clinic. So tell 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 our in the clinic. Of course, so we write the okay. We write the a patient interview, you know, get the information and mm -hmm. feel the pulse, and he look at it and he will ask you, what are lines in the Shanghai line who applied for this uh, patient? What formula <laughs> will be applied? I, I think that we are, we are not used to <laughs> right. do the internship for my master's degree. My teacher don't do this way, but this is... Uh, <laughs> Quite tough, and the oh yeah, we just got the hot flush <laughs> immediately. Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah, and sweating, and the, so. What would he What would he do if you didn't know the answer? He will say, "Okay, he will say, write the formula." Okay, go back to, to read. Go back uh, and read it. Go back and read <laughs> it. Back and read Come it. back when you know the yeah, answer. Yeah, wow. Come back <laughs> to say how to understand uh, why I have to use this, this line. Mm -hmm. And uh, why well, have to use this formula? Wow! So it's quite tough. That is wow. quite tough. And how how long? Just so people get an idea, how long would the intakes be? So a patient would walk in. Uh, I think it's of five or ten minutes. Five or ten minutes, ten which minutes, is uh, yeah. vastly different from the way people practice. Yeah. Today, because mostly. you have forty people waiting there. Right. Mm -hmm. Five or ten minutes, you will finish. You will finish your intake. Wow. And yeah, we're finishing. We complained a little bit. I said, this is quite tough. <laughs> he said, this is not quite enough. And uh, when we started with my mentor, we are supposed to sit in there, have the one bowl with water on the top of the head, to read a book. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. You are not supposed to make this water out of the bowl on the head. If you do that, you, have, you will be punished. Oh, at, at, at that time, of course, yeah, he said that you have to open your hands. They will have the 
bamboo piece. Slap the hand. Yeah. So it's clear from from <laughs> stories like that that the classic texts have been a part of your life for a really long time. Mm-hmm, yes. And so that the listeners know, Dr. Liu has also authored a translation of the Shanghan Lun mm-hmm. uh, recently with commentary. And that, of course, has been a project that you were working on for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Why did you feel the need to do a translation? Because uh, so far there's no book completely translate and uh, make the commentary for the Shanghai Lun. None of them. And uh, the second one, and uh, they don't have uh, introduced a commentary, commentary made by a scholar in the past, hmm. which is quite uh, useful for understand the Shanghai Lun. Extremely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, extremely. And uh, they don't have the, any clinical information Especially how the ancient and the modern practitioner use Shanghan Lun, uses this formula. So, so the Shanghan Lun was written but two thousand years ago. Yeah, it's a nineteen hundred years. Nineteen hundred years ago, yeah. it was written uh, roughly on uh, two nineteen A.D. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, how is it that? Ancient people, people mm-hmm. who lived back in that time,、mm-hmm. could write about, could write a book like the Shanghan Lun and have it be as useful today、mm-hmm. as it was back then. Or how do you understand the people who wrote that text? How did they get that information? Do you think it was just thousands of people and and the lineage before them that they acquired that knowledge, or? Do you think that they had a different understanding of the world at that time?、Um, why why do we trace everything back to that?、Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean Shanghai Lun or,、mm-hmm. or well, yeah, Beijing or? Well, for example, like I think when people see, you know, so if you went to the store to buy a Shanghai Lun,、mm-hmm. it'll say Zhang Zhongjing as、mm-hmm. the author,、mm-hmm. and contemporary people imagine like Zhang Zhongjing, this very educated man, sitting down、mm-hmm. to write this information,、mm-hmm. but of course. The book is from knowledge much older than Zhang Zhongjing. The、mm-hmm. book itself is a compilation, maybe, of many authors.、Mm-hmm. So, how is it, you know, for modern audiences to conceptualize that it wasn't just one man, one、mm-hmm. guy with、mm-hmm. his own knowledge?、Mm-hmm. How did these ancient people acquire the knowledge that became the Shanghai Lun? I think that、uh, Zhang Zhongjing,、uh, when you read the preface、uh, he wrote, you notice is.、Uh, The book he wrote is not only based on his knowledge or his practice.、Uh, he has、uh, based on the at least in the preface the four books, and of course, unfortunately, the two of them is、uh, lost.、Mm-hmm. But the Shenlong Benzhaojing and Leijing is there, right? And also, when we、uh, started the background of the Formula in the Shanghai and Jingguyao, we have noticed、uh, now that the many paper and article as well agree. Zhang Junjing have adapted formula which practice prior and the formula he use like Guizhi Tang, Mao Huang Tang, Bai Hu Tang is not his formula. Right. It is a practitioner before him used for a long time. Gotcha. But he have this knowledge, he have this chance, and based upon the、uh, his study and practice, integrate them together.
of course, to set up this frame for differentiation and treatment for Chinese medicine. This is why Shanghano is so important. It's not a theory book, a pure theory book like the Lei Jin. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, when you read the Shanghano, you should view is many nine is actually a case study. Right. And they talk about his, uh, you know, how he treated the patient, follow the patient uh, information change, and then give the correct formula accordingly. So when you imagine further back then, before mm -hmm. the Shang Han Lun, mm -hmm. all the way back to Huang Di Nei Jing mm -hmm. or Shenang Ben Cao Jing, especially with the herbal, like mm -hmm. Shenang Ben Cao Jing, do you imagine that when people were figuring out how the herbs worked, for example, you know, we have this story of Shenong mm -hmm. being able to eat the herb and mm -hmm. see where it moved in his mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. That's probably a fictional tale. Yeah, I think so. That's a fictional <laughs> tale. So were people just sitting around, you know, did they eat the futsa before and someone died and they went, oh, that's probably toxic. I mean, how did they figure that out, do you think? I have no idea, but there's one story in the... In a historical in a his, historical book, in a, I remember it's the beginning of the first century or end of the one century BC. There is a one concubine, one mistress's daughter have married the king. You know, king have the many concubines, right? And they have a children, mm -hmm. and they want their children become the next king. Sure. Okay, that's a fighting. <laughs> okay, so there's one, it's the minister's wife, and uh, no, his other concubine have the children, but uh, her daughter don't have the child, so he is jealous. He bribes the physician who served for the royal family and uh, give the food to the, this uh, woman who is pregnant. Of course, this woman is died. Mm -hmm. and so this is the first uh, record historically about the toxicity of foods who can kill the right. person. But of course, for the physician to know and the minister to know, that knowledge would have to be much older than even that yeah, that's recording. Much of it, yeah. So interesting to imagine how we figured out the things that we know now. Mm -hmm. And then, but then to take Futsa as an example, right? The, the people who are in the fire spirit school that mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier, they'll use a ton of Futsa in their formula sometimes, mm -hmm. 200 grams, things mm -hmm. like this mm -hmm. in some of their formulas. So then like you wonder how did people find out that you could use that much of this herb that would otherwise kill somebody um, to restore life? Uh, this is, uh, of course, uh, depends on uh, what kind of the foods you use. So right. You use a uh, prepared one, non-prepared one. And the cooking method is very important. You have to learn how to do that. And, mm -hmm. yep. and uh, I think it's not a matter of uh, this amount. And it's, uh, it's a matter of the prepare. The preparation. Preparation. Yeah. And, it's, uh, and the combination, too. We Foods is not used alone. For example, this person... This lady with a pregnancy died is poisoned by only by foods, of course. Right. And as a, uh, so normally we use the foods like a sunni tang, we have the ganjiang, we have the zhi gan zhao there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it, it must be combined with the, those herbs to compromise its poisoning. Right. And uh, 
But personally, I would not suggest you guys use than the three hundred gram. <laughs> Maybe it's a rare, rare case that a patient need this so much. But normally, we don't need that. Don't yeah, that's, do that. That's quite a lot of food. That's a lot of food. <laughs> mm-hmm. You said that uh, it doesn't mean you use this five hundred. Uh, uh, 500 gram of the food so you will become the king in this kingdom. <laughs> that maybe work maybe like the king that, in huh? the next kingdom yeah. is what would end up <laughs> right. happening. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Dr. Lu, I have a, a question, too. You mentioned, you know, these old Tang Dynasty mm-hmm. poems and then mm-hmm. the I Ching, the Tao mm-hmm. Te Ching. Mm-hmm. A lot of those kinds of works, when Western people read them or Americans mm-hmm. in particular mm-hmm. read them, they're kind of read with this sort of mystical, spiritual mm-hmm. con- you know, construct that people mm-hmm. think of them. Mm-hmm. When you think of Chinese medicine, do you think of it with that sort of spiritual, esoteric, mystical quality? Or is it more clinical, biological, practical? Uh, what is a more clinical, practical base? But we do the, you know, the, when we treat the patient, we do the... Uh, think about uh, the patient uh, emotions, spirit. Uh, we we integrate, and uh, we have the, this uh, concept of the Shen mm-hmm. spirit. Right. You know, so we have this uh, seven emotions. We do, but uh, we don't uh, uh, think uh, the Chinese medicine will like the mainly play in that role. So mostly biological, but mm-hmm. still dealing in these the mental, the emotional, the spiritual space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always like to, whenever we interview people, I like to ask them about sort of where they fall Mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, some of our professors and some other practitioners work in a much more energetic, spiritual space, you know, Mm -hmm. where they don't even necessarily put their hands on a patient and still manage to do things. There is some case where I feel just the chest and control cannot do so for this case, I need the patient to go to the either go to the consultant and the, go to the qigong master and mm-hmm. do the taiji. I found that this patient needs the Chinese medicine is not strong enough. Hmm. That's the case. So what uh, what key thing do you think a good practitioner of Chinese medicine must have? A quality or a practice or something like that what would you say is essential for someone to practice this medicine well yeah we in china we have the one proverb you should have when you do everything you should have the confidence in your mind the chinese medicine like an energy mm. you should build an energy for example for this case we said that when you want to draw the painting for the bamboo, you should have the good imagination in your mind. Mm-hmm. We said that you should have the good imagination in your mind. Right. So when you want to understand the body very well, when you want to understand the patient case very well, you should have the imagination. Yeah. You should use an energy. This energy to demonstrate how the body work, how the herbs work. How the, uh, you should use this energy to explain the patient to the patient, let the patient understand what you are doing, and then they can have a better uh, the idea to integrate, to cooperate with your treatment. For example, when you want to the, give the telephone to the patient, 
you have to say, okay, for example, some people do have the bowel obstruction, is that correct? Yeah. And sure. uh, eventually they will have nausea or vomiting. At first, poor appetite, of course, when you have the bowel obstruction. Right. So we said that you should use analogy now ventilation in order to open the window in the south, you should uh, open the window in the north. Mm -hmm. Okay, in order to get the energy descending from stomach to make the subside your nausea, vomiting, improve your appetite, we have to purge your bowel. Let your this uh, heart still go out or heat or pathology factor, whatever, go out via the mm -hmm. bowel movement. So we, we have to use this analogy to explain. This is what happened in the body. And, and you have to be able to imagine it. Imagine it. Yeah. And uh, you have sometimes, uh, you, you have, when you give the herbs, like the guiji tang or ma huang tang, of course, the patient is supposed to have sweating. Mm -hmm. But uh, you have to tell the patient, sweating should be mild, right. not profused. Then you have to use the allergy in the nature, like the rain. We need the drizzle in the spring, like now, to moisten Right. Moist so the moist. soil, let the yellow grains growing, mm -hmm. but we don't need the flooding. Uh, poor, <laughs> right. Down poor, you make the flooding. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So this is the key. Right. That makes sense. Mm. Do you find it difficult to get patients, especially I'm, I'm imagining Western American patients, to mm -hmm. buy in to mm -hmm. the idea of Chinese medicine, that sort of more large body perspective to pay attention to diet and exercise and mental state, or, or are they just saying, Dr. Leo, give me a formula so I can feel better? Yeah, they first come to give me the formula, give me the acupuncture, you feel better. But sometimes the patient need to pay attention to their, their diet, their emotions. For example, if they have this anxiety, have this uh, depression, so they need to work on the emotion. Uh, we'll send them to the chief master or uh, psychological consultant to get the help from them while well, I treat them. Mm -hmm. So I think if the patient suffers the this uh, arthritis, if they continue to drink alcohol, then much, not much you can do. Right, because they're still going to be causing yeah. the damage. You really have to give that advice. Strictly, they have to stop. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we cannot do anything. Yeah. After all of these years of practicing Chinese medicine and seeing many patients, mm -hmm. what have you liked most about Chinese medicine in particular, and maybe the same thing is what keeps you doing it? Uh, I think that the first, uh, uh, the Chinese medicine, first they treat the patient naturally. As I teach in the class, we use a natural way, especially uh, even the better understanding in the uh, naturopathic medicine we believe this Chinese herbs uh, is uh, born in the yin and the yang. They have yin and the yang. They have the, this, uh, we call it this uh, nature we talk about, mm -hmm. and the flavor. Mm -hmm. right. We talk about the yin and the yang. And the, our human body is born with the yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. We have the, this uh, nature and the flavor as well. So the 
this this makes the Chinese herbs more compatible with the body. Then we have a less side effect. Right. Less effect. We can maximize our effect and reduce the side effect. This is a, and this is why the patient come to the Chinese medicine. So are you satisfied with that decision long ago to not study chemistry and instead study Chinese medicine? Yeah, uh, yeah. Now I realize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was your was your father pleased with your decision in the in the end? Yes, she's very proud of me, and uh, when he, yeah, he what after he died uh, a year after I graduated from master. So he got to see you go all the way through. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Oh, I have another question too. While we have you, Dr. Liu, I was—I've been listening to a history of China for mm-hmm. the last hundred and fifty years, which mm-hmm. has been very interesting. But one of the things I was wondering about is: Do you know much about where Chinese medicine is in terms of how many people in China, in particular, use Chinese medicine versus Western medicine, and how do people think about it? Because here in the U.S., you know, we're kind of a a fringe element you know a lot of mm-hmm. people are like oh those acupuncturists you know they're not some of them don't take us very mm-hmm. seriously mm-hmm. but i was wondering in china i know a lot of people use chinese medicine mm-hmm. but does the population generally hold it in high regard i have not lived in the china practicing there for more than 20 years i personally don't have idea but what i've heard from my colleagues there and as uh, chinese medicine still plays the uh, major role in their medical service mm-hmm. and the government support it and the people especially with chronic condition difficult case and uh, they will go to the Chinese medicine they will go to the Chinese medicine very similar to here <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> yeah once people have maxed out their mm-hmm. regular doctor trips then they say yeah. oh maybe we'll try something new yeah, yeah. And uh, some people believe the natural medicine, they will first go to the Chinese medicine. Right. Yeah. This is the uh, same. Many Chinese do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish we could get more people here to do that, mm-hmm. to come to us first. Because then yeah. the problems might not be as severe by the time they get to us. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that it's growing. It's growing, growing people. You know, Like the, when I started uh, teaching the outcome, like you guys, I don't say such young people like you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many people is uh, 30, 40 you're 50 years old, and now the more young people uh, enrolled in the college after they start finishing their bachelor degree study. Yeah. This is growing, of course, more people get to know the Chinese medicine. Any other final questions, T? Last time I we you told a story in class, and then I think we had you tell it last time when we tried to record this, but you told a story of your dad having um, some kind of a problem um, uh, renal with, failure. Yeah, renal failure, exactly. Mm-hmm. And in specific to this, um, so a lot of the things that we use in Chinese medicine that are mm-hmm. herbal mm-hmm. aren't herbs in the mm-hmm. English sense of the term. So mm-hmm. we'll use animal products, mm-hmm. sometimes bugs. And in this mm-hmm. case, human placenta is one yeah. of the herbs, mm-hmm. correct? So would you mind telling that story? Yes, uh, my father, uh, that was uh, 1984, he suffered from the renal failure. At the age of the 78, 79. And uh, he, he came to the Chinese University where I work. And um, 
so oh, he has edema, uh, have anemia, the hemoglobin was uh, six, seven. Wow. Of course, yeah. uh, he, he had the disease, he had to use a cane to walk. Wow. And as, um, of course, as, uh, I give the formula to him, he said, you're not qualified. <laughs> you know, yeah, of course, at that time, <laughs> I was around the 29, 30 years old. Of course, uh, in his eyes, I always uh, his child. Of sure. course, yeah. he said. Uh, he, uh, so I have to ask uh, my mentor, who is also his teacher too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my mentor prescribes the uh, Zheng Wu Tang plus uh, placenta, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, he placenta. At that time, I don't know before that. At that time, prepare the placenta is a powder. Smelling is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't imagine yeah, so. Yeah, right? We cook the decoction and uh, pour the placenta in uh, cups and uh, stir. And uh, my father also know it's uh, hard, Oof. but he managed to swallow down. And, Oof, uh, that two, yeah, two <laughs> or three years, uh, his hemoglobin go back to the eleven. He threw up the king and can walk him. Wow! So in this is the proof the statement in. Uh, Neijing uh, in the chapter three, you said uh, when there is a severe deficiency, you need the flavor from animal animal agent. It's mm. a great story. Where did they get the placenta from? I mean, obviously it comes from women, but like, is it just was it at that time just end the medicinary? You could yeah, get you it. Can, you can get it. Mm -hmm. Wow. No, still you can get it. Of course, at that time we don't have HIV. We don't don't have the barely have the hepatitis and now is quite popular. Of course, uh, they have uh, you know rule out the, those diseases before they chose. Mm -hmm. Right, of course. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was reading a, a clinic handbook this mm -hmm. morning when I before I came to school, and they were talking about formulas that included placenta, mm -hmm. and there was a tag underneath because it was a formula that had placenta and uh, jusha, jusha in it. And uh, there was a tag at the bottom that said, but these are not appropriate for use anymore. And I thought, right. ah, well, that's interesting. Yeah, Joshua is uh, interesting. The Western people will think that Joshua, this arsenal, they will immediately reject it. But in Chinese medicine, we say anything you do is a matter of amount, right. Right. a matter of time. Joshua is the cinnabar. Yeah, cinnabar. cinnabar. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, cinnabar. So the... They are afraid, but it's a small amount. And the right combination yeah, and, and the right situation. Right, right situation, short yeah, time. With the intention and the purpose of a particular treatment. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's why the Asian people use that. They yeah. have the cautions. Well, Dr. Liu, right. thank you so much again for recording with us. You're welcome. I hope this time Hope this work. time it's Yes. <laughs> I think we've verified it enough that, yeah. that it will work. So we appreciate your time, and we appreciate talking with you, okay. and uh, have a great day. Okay, you too. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to River Map Radio. If you would like more information on pursuing a career in Chinese medicine, please visit www.ocom.edu. We're so honored to have shared this time with you, and uh, we hope you'll join us again soon. <laughs>